time being, uh, let's see what's 5.35, I would like to call the Economic Development Subcommittee meeting from May 26, 2022 to order. Uh, note to residents, all citizens are welcome to attend public board and committee meetings in person. Additionally, in an effort to maximize citizen engagement opportunities, citizens will be able to continue to participate remotely via phone or Zoom. The meetings will also be live streamed by Franklin TV and shown on Comcast 11, channel 11 and Verizon channel 29. Uh, that the, um, you can call in at 1-929-205-6099. The I meeting ID number is 845-5849-2127. Then press the pound button. Um, this meeting, this is a meeting of the Franklin Town Council Subcommittee under the open meeting law. It is, this subcommittee is a separate public body from the Town Council. Therefore, unless the Town Council has separately noticed imposed its own meeting, counselors who are not members of the subcommittee will not be permit, permitted to speak or otherwise actively participate at this meeting, although they may attend and observe. Um, I, tonight we have in the chambers with, with me is Councilor Kobe Frangillo, he's the vice chair of the committee, and Councilor Patrick Sheridan. Uh, Councilor Jones will be a little late tonight. So tonight we're here to discuss the in expressions of interest for the Old South Church on Washington Street. And um, I'm just gonna throw it to Jamie and let him begin. Thank you, Madam Chair. Good evening, everybody. Everybody's nice and rested after a long night last night. Excited <laughs> to go. Um, uh, so just a little bit of background for the record. Um, uh, so in the packet this evening, uh, for those of you um, who are looking on uh, from online or watching on television, uh, if you go to franklinma.gov and go to the town calendar, you'll see tonight's meeting agenda. And there are links to all the packet materials. Um, just as a quick review, um, there's some documents in here from uh, studies that the town has done on existing conditions reports of the Old South Church, uh, both from uh, 2015 and 2020. Mm -hmm. um, the town council threw out a uh, or put out an expression from interest, expression of interest solicitation, um, and I just want to make sure everybody uh, understands what that is. Um, this was also a process that we successfully used for the Red Brick Schoolhouse, which uh, this evening's decision uh, and analysis on the uh, submitted applications, as well as the, I'll give an overview of who visited uh, during the two open houses. The decision this evening for the Economic Development Subcommittee is not to pick a proposal. It is not to pick a uh, organization or a group. Um, the expression of interest for those uh, watching uh, is, is exactly what it is. Um, it's an expression of interest. Uh, but in all seriousness, it um, is a process that we are, we are legally allowed to do um, in situations where you have properties that, um, sorry about that, uh, where you have properties um, where you know maybe we don't know what to do with them, and so you put out a document like this to gauge um, essentially the uh, interest in various types of uses. Um, and so in this case, uh, the town hosted two open houses, um, and. Uh, we were actually quite pleased to get a pretty good amount of folks to stop by. Um, it was really kind of fun. Uh, they're both beautiful days too. We had a lot of folks that were just interested to see what things look like inside, which was cool. We had a lot of neighbors stop by who over the years have come in just to check on how the building is. It was great to listen to some of the neighbor, neighbor feedback as well about what maybe they thought was um, you know, a useful thing and some of their concerns. Um, we did have, uh, I would say probably about a half a dozen or so prospective um, businesses who had no home, had no lease, and, and in a lot of cases, almost all of them, they didn't really have a business formed yet, but they were so curious to see that maybe this building was something that they could you know, tap into uh, with an open mind. Um, and, uh, and so that was fun to hear some of their ideas, everything from yoga studios to um, you know, uh, community centers and things of that sort, folks that 
uh, put forth some neat uh, ideas. Um, and we did also have uh, a few places of worship uh, contact us on the phone. Um, we did have a few other individuals who came by to look at the building. Um, and uh, I would say overall, we probably had about a dozen to a dozen and a half or so individual parties uh, call, email, or come and visit at the open houses to check it out. I also did get a fair amount of inquiries from local uh, builders um, and asking a lot of questions about the process and <coughs> building and such. And of course, that's why the existing conditions reports are there for any type of individual to go through and look at the current status of the building. The town did receive um, two actual formal expressions of interest, and I'm pulling them up here on my uh, computer. Um, we got a proposal of a letter of interest um, from uh, Habitat for Humanity, and we also got a, um, a uh, letter of interest um, from the Providence Baptist Church. And I've included both of those letters in public records in the packet. Um, and uh, they're both uh, extraordinarily generous uh, and thoughtful ideas. Just so the public is aware, um, there was no requirement for a site plan or an architectural design. That's not really what this is at. So the decision and conversation for the uh, EDC this evening is really about, for the folks that um, either conceptually, um, as I mentioned, you know, maybe a, a business or something, um, you know, uh, it's certainly not limiting for the EDC to move on to the council recommendation about how to put out a formal request for proposals, a real RFP, um, which then would have a contract uh, associated with it. There'd be, you know, possible negotiations about, you know, what the proposals might be. But really, the decision tonight is what kind of use, um, and it could be multiple as well. Uh, what kind of use or uses? does the uh, EDC uh, feel um, that this site provides a viable opportunity for redevelopment uh, investment. Um, and really, we've got a kind of a few categories, but again, we're not limited to those. It just gives an opportunity for you to weigh serious proposals. We actually have two that are fairly well thought through um, and, uh, and to uh, take a look at and a discussion about what uh, might be the future of the Old South Church. The exciting part of this really is, is that I think through this process, and I can't speak for folks who have uh, been in town for a long time and have seen the history of the church and know it, but um, I know from the staff perspective, and I can speak for Brian and everybody else, uh, Goss, Mike D'Angelo, um, we were really, really happy that there were interested parties that uh, came out, but then also to get a couple of real letters of interest is actually really exciting. Um, and I think it, uh, it gives us some hope um, that you know, down the road, um, in some fashion, um, there might be a, a really nice reuse for uh, for the church, and um, and I think many on the council, as we all know, have been really interested in preserving. I think at least the exterior of the building um, and some of the uh, unique characteristics of the building, um, uh, even inside. So, um, so those are the two formal requests, uh, Madam Chair and the uh, committee. I'm happy to uh, answer any questions. The decision again tonight is to make a recommendation to the formal uh, to the full town council for their uh, deliberation about what the suggestions might be about what uses uh, the EDC might be interested in seeing a full request for proposals for. Okay, thank you for that, Jamie. Um, I do have a question about um, the RFP uh, process. So, do you envision that? If we if we go to the next our, this next step, that we would get more than these two interests, because it seems like the the first part was just kind of easy to fill out and simple and not too detailed. So, um, I, but um, some the, the one is pretty detailed. It has architectural drawings yep. in it and everything. Um, so to me, it would be counterintuitive to think that we would get more, but. I don't do it all the time. So what do you what do you think? <laughs> you know, it's a it's a great question. Um, so, uh, for example, if uh, the EDC were to recommend to the full town council uh, one use or multiple uses of whatever um, uh, bucket you want to uh, mm -hmm. talk about, when you put out the formal RFP, that is correct. Other organizations can still bid 
on that RFP. Um, and in that RFP, this will be a, this will take the town attorney <laughs> a while to write. Uh, and it'll take a while because um, in the RFP, there'll have to be specifications that we'll have to have conversation at the council level. And we have to really get down to the nitty gritty about what is the objective, what, what you have to let in the RFP know, for example, the exterior is intended to stay white, right? We right. can repaint it, but it's gotta stay white. Yeah. Uh, the pillars, the windows need to stay in its natural state, or maybe not. Uh, I'm just using those as some examples. Okay. Um, and so uh, we could actually get more bidders. Um, I will say in our experience, it's probably unlikely. Um, this is a unique project, so it wouldn't shock me. But given the volume of calls that I've gotten, um, especially given the fact that the Metro West Daily News and WGBH did extensive stories on this, and it really did go out far and wide, and we did get a lot of phone calls um, from regional entities as well as local folks, um, if, if there was an interest, I would think that they would have at least written in to say, we think this could become a great you know, dot, right. dot, dot. So it wouldn't limit the current uh, expressions of interest, uh, but certainly once the RFP goes out, um, you know, anybody can bid on it. Okay, and so in the RFP then, you, you think we should streamline the purpose that we, of the building so that potentially we could get more RFP responses because people will say, well, they've decided what they want to do with it, so now it's a real, it's closer to being real. Does that? I think that's accurate. I mean, it's really difficult to say for certain. I mean, we're playing kind of a bit of uh, psychology with this, but I, I think that, um, I think this comes down to also the real desire of, of what's the best use for that parcel. Mm -hmm. As we know too, and I'll just make a couple quick comments about it. Um, clearly the neighbors are concerned about, and rightfully so, they are concerned about traffic, we've heard that before from the ideas of community meeting houses and, and such. Um, uh, you know, and I know that all the neighbors around there, again, rightfully so, do have concerns. There's not a lot of areas for parking there. I think that's a big limiting factor. The zoning in there in that area, it's not as if the zoning could not be altered, but the zoning there is, for the character of the street, generally speaking, it's residential one, um, and most of the area has single family homes. Um, and uh, and so that's another consideration. Some people came by the, the building and said, can we chop down all the trees uh, and pave it over? And I was like, well, it's certainly plausible. I would never say no, I, but I did, was honest. I don't, I don't think that's, I, I don't, I'm not sure that would be something that um, we as a community would want to see. There's some really old pine trees there. Um, you know, it provides good shade. I, you know, it's hard to say. It's not my decision right. to make. I think but it would like take away from the historic. You want to take away from the historic nature of the site, um, and so uh, yeah. So those are some other limiting, I think, factors. Uh, you know, that that uh, that kind of lend itself to that. So. Um, okay. Yeah. All right, um, Councilor Sheridan has a question. So. The way this works, we, the council always say no. So now they're not like putting out the sale saying you have to get that bid or something. You can always. That's exactly, that's accurate, uh, yeah. Council Sheridan. In fact, that was the most frequent phone call. Uh, the news story's kind of twisted it a little bit, saying we were selling it yeah. for a dollar. That's not true. Um, but in all likelihood, if, if a proposal were to come in, um, you know, like the ones that we have yeah. here, right? Um, you know, Depending on, you, you have a right to say no. You have a right to reject all offers. There's nothing guaranteeing you or binding you to that as a community, um, which is good. Um, and so uh, so there is some flexibility, for sure. Great, is that? Yes, it, yeah. Okay, uh, Councilor Frangelo. Yeah, one of the proposals, sorry, thank you. Uh, one of the proposals uh, included that they um, also purchase the adjacent parcel. Um, I, I'm assuming it's the one they gave us the full number three two two one five zero. I'm assuming it's the one. Uh, they should cover over one A there. The yes. I think it's along the road. Is it along the road, Jim? The fourth. Yeah. Get the little. 
gonna get the uh, little identity icon up in the top right next to the trash. Okay. Yep. Excellent. And that will hover over it. I believe that's the one they're discussing. So yes, that's the one. So we own that? We do. And is that, is there a potential for that to be sold? Is there a critical use of that? There isn't a critical use. Um, it's a tough decision. I think that's part of the discussion from the sense of it provides a little buffer with the road. Um, I think if that were to be a part of it, my guess is is the potential depending on the use. But if you're if if the goal if if eventually the use is say you know say a, a place of worship, you know, well they may need more space for parking. Yeah. Is that is that what the council <coughs> wants to do in that neighborhood? Is have cars right up on the edge of the land? Um, the one other clause I would say is you notice under the town of Franklin there. There's a sewer pump, uh, water pump station there. That obviously would be a part of the RFP saying there would be egress off of uh, the adjacent road. I think it's Colt, if I, if I remember correctly. Um, that 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 would have to come off for sure, and we would uh, easily go in where Alicia has the identity icon off of Colt and kind of cut in towards the back there. Um, and if you go back there, there's really the woods are behind there. Provides good buffer. So I don't know if if, uh, if the council would want to uh, restrict that. I think it would probably be advantageous. So when you think about the egress council for Jillo, where the uh, icon is coming in, it really leaves very little additional space up the edge of the road there. Um, and I think that's an area where some of the trees are. Um, and so it, it's a tough decision. It could be a part of it for sure. It's not restricted, um, but I think depending on the use, um, that might be a consideration to leave off the table just to provide a little bit of buffer to kind of keep some of the neighborhood character. Because that seems like the, the main thing. Um, the first was just, okay, does anyone want it? Does anyone want to take yeah. on, you know, um, the, the sort of nature of the, of the building? And I think that we, we proved that some people do. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, but then the next major question is, what? Is there a use, like do we have parking that could really allow for any use except for housing? And, you know, or are we, are we thinking of some use? And I, I, I don't see it here unless we're really, you know, I, I think if we say that we're not going to give up that space and really allow for more parking, then I, I don't see a use beyond housing. That's why. Through you, Madam Chair, it's, yeah. it, it is just a, it, it's been an issue that the town and many architects, engineers, um, neighbors have analyzed. Um, it's just, it's just simply a very tight space. And the reason is, is and I, I hope I'm not stating the obvious, well, when the church was built, it was really designed so that people didn't have to travel another five miles by pony downtown to or walk, walk. Yeah, or walk to one of the other churches. And so it was a more convenient walking place. I think a lot of that stretch of, of Franklin just walked there. In fact, I'm not, I hope I'm not gonna get in trouble by uh, the council chairman, but Mr. Mercer um, has always stated to me that he used to go there, he broke down the street, and it, there is no insulation. It's a three season, but he'd always tell me he, his family would go in with big coats on, and. Mm -hmm. And they walked down, and I think they weren't planning for the automobile here for uh, you know one and a half spaces per whatever, right? Right. right. And so it was more of a congregational church for that neighborhood. Um, if a parking requirement were to be there, I do think um, there would have to be an agreement with someone else, someplace else, which we have not identified. But that gets tricky too. Do you have a parking lot down the road? Do people want to come to a business or a building where they can't park on site? And um, you know, I think anybody dealing with a place of congregation, whether it's a business or a place of worship or any other use beyond uh, a residential unit would probably have to do at least some sort of traffic analysis of what are they hoping to bring in for quantities of people. In fact, some of the uh, folks who came in uh, to look at it, I think clearly walked away, not all, but clearly walked away with this idea that there's just a circle dirt driveway that goes around. And 
you're not going to get too many cars in there without chopping down all the trees and, and, and whatever. So, um, you know, and I, I, I don't have a factual documentation of this, but just my comments and conversations with residents uh, around the area over several years, mm -hmm. um, it doesn't seem like, you know, getting rid of the trees is, a, is probably a popular idea. I, I and, I can to, and I can understand. Uh, for the record, I just want to let everyone know that Councillor Jones is here with us tonight. Now, um, come, are you are you done? Come, Kobe, have more. Kobe, I, 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 I would just Kobe finish the thought. Yeah, thank you. Uh, just that I, will, I would say that I'm open to the idea of removing trees if, it, if the product's um, strong enough for the community. But it really comes down, I'm also open to a second piece that, that people walk to, uh, but why, I mean, you, you need parking here. And it, it's gonna be, it's not gonna be local people using that, right? This, right. This originally it was, yeah, the neighborhood use, whatever we're proposing is not gonna be uh, just the, the people around it using it. Um, and so you're, you're, you're gonna need um, parking. And so if that's not, I don't know, if we, if we can't really conceive of a, of a place that parking could go and allow for a different use, I struggle to see how we could allow for anything around housing. And, and then if we're gonna do housing, I'm glad to know that someone thinks that they can make an affordable housing unit work, and I think we would want to put that restriction on. I think the one, um, I, I, I concur with that. I, I think the parking issue is just, it's just, in, you know, my predecessor, Jeff, you know, in his years of looking at uses over this and facilities, I think he always told me that was gonna be the number one issue with that property. Yeah. Uh, both from a, both from a, a, a capacity standpoint, um, but also um, a logistical standpoint, and also, you know, potentially a neighborhood character standpoint, right? Mm -hmm. Depending on what it was, right? Um, trees were stayed, it was still dirt, it was 20 cars, you know, they could possibly cram in. Um, you know, when we were up there, I think there was maybe eight or nine cars at tops. It didn't feel full, but nobody parked on the grass, um, you know, and, and you kind of saw where the capacity was, I think, of the dirt. Uh, but that's clearly a limitation of the parcel, for sure. And especially because when you go inside, it's a little bigger than people think, <laughs> but it's smaller than it's a funny building. It's pretty much just a box, but it's a big open space. Um, and uh, and when some of the folks came, um, you know, they were really digging into the housing idea of really thinking about you know the height inside and whether it could be a double a duplex, um, and and then the single family concept, you know, kind of fits into the neighborhood and and. In, in the sense that like having a single family with a couple of children, et cetera, et cetera, kind of fits somewhat within the character of, of the area. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, nobody also complained or made an issue out of, this, out of the pump station. It didn't seem like that was a barrier at all. Uh, my predecessor had always thought that that was a huge barrier to that, but nobody at all said anything about that being a problem, which was good news. Mine's still spinning. I know, so I know. Yeah. What's the house located? Okay. Well, the house kept on the tree, right? Huh? No, no, no. That's part of it. Yeah. That would be kind of part, part of the stipulation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I, I don't know at what point that would be decided. Um, it could be one or two things. It could be the RFP, but it also could be, um, you know, part of any lease or purchase and sale agreement. Just like a condition that clearly the EDC and the council are going to have a condition in there about the exterior of the building, mm -hmm. right? At a minimum. You know, the windows are maybe up for debate, but, you know, the other pieces, I think, are, are clearly... Um, Is there a bell up there? I think so. Yeah. We'll keep that, too. We can keep that, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank we can put that in as a condition, I too. Do, that the bell I needs to be rung every morning. <laughs> You know, to wake back up by everybody. Somebody's living in here again. <laughs> Every time I drive by that, that church now, and they have the, 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 uh, the house of prayers song. Oh. Yeah. Look exactly like it. <laughs> it kind of does. I impressed with one last thing. Yeah. I impressed with like the church. I sounds like, because I like the idea of more of the community to still use it. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
you know, the Jewish people might not live there, the local people might not walk there, but have spells or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. I like the Habitat for Humanities project. I think that's the best use for this piece of property, at least out of the two that are proposed here. The church isn't a viable thing because, A, we don't have the parking. D, it's on a busy street. The neighbors don't want to have people parking on the side street, let alone in front of their driveways. And uh, we already have enough traffic on Washington Street as it is. So out of the ones that are proposed here, I like the, I like the layout of the Habitat of Humanities. I have several friends of mine who are involved in many of these Habitat Community projects. They always put their best efforts and best money uh, and, and into making projects, viable projects. I like I like the layout that they have here. It's uh, it's a minimal it's a minimalist effect on the, um, the existing building. And I think somebody can go up to the second floor level in the bedroom, probably put a rope on that bell, and then they're pretty loud. <laughs> so our so our um job tonight is to just suggest or vote on a purpose not on a proposal that's fine let's say it this way I like the purpose so you i think you like the purpose of residential uh, i would say that that's what i have written down myself i have um uh we need more affordable housing um we would add revenue to the towns uh, and there would be less traffic for the neighborhood and I just like the idea of it becoming a home for someone. Mm-hmm. And then if it, you know, if somebody, if they have to take a tree down because it's dangerous, mm-hmm. then that should be okay because they should be able to take it down mm-hmm. so that it doesn't fall on the house. Um, but so that's sort of what I, I've been thinking. I think it would be really nice to have it as to add another affordable housing unit to our mm-hmm. our. Um, Catalog, I guess. So that's what I like. That's what I like. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that I, expression of interest, my sense of them, like, there's not too much incentive to reply to the expression of interest. There could be a much more monetary incentive to reply to an RFP. Right. And so I, I think that there are, as you said, you know, 12 to 18 possible interested parties, I think that we would get more um, in our fees. I just, I, I get that. I'm tempted to say just make it affordable housing. I would hate to miss out on a more innovative solution. But, you know, money can make things happen, and maybe we're missing out on this person being friends with that person down the street and oh I can make this work and make this work in a way that uh, you know, we might not be thinking about. That's my only my only hold up right now. Kit, I'm gonna ask you a question. Okay. So um so you envision so you think we should keep it broader, the use usage of what we think should go there. And not just not like um, we want it to be residential, but we want it we just want the project to fit. Is that what you're saying? I think I think so. I'm open to being told that, like, that's dumb and let's just um, make, it, make it a housing. But that, that's my only fear. Like, I think that the answer is going to be housing. But I just like, you know, are, are we closing ourselves off to some uh, great idea that we're not thinking about? Jamie. Three members. So. Just a couple things to keep in mind. So the existing conditions in 2020 showed about a million and a half to two million price tag to renovate if the town were to do it. Largely a large cost of that is because of prevailing wage. And so that's, this is why this process is one important uh, because you know, the town financing this will become much more difficult. Um, I, think, I think as we told everybody who came into the open house, I don't have a number, I don't have a reason, but because the council will put on a preservation restriction of some sort, especially on the exterior, it's probably incumbent upon the town to at least contribute something to the project for CPC funds. Um, you know, you could usually, obviously, use the affordable housing category for that to some degree, and, um, and some discretionary money, uh, despite you know, pretty much any of the uses. I think the price tag, uh, Council Virginia, you're right, money, money talks. Um, the, the interest in coming down, though, where the expression of interest, I think, is an important step, 
and it resulted in a, a successful endeavor with the Redbrook Schoolhouse, um, it's just that at some point, I think a lot of people did look at it. I agree you don't want to close it off, but there were prospective smaller businesses, like again, a yoga studio, a pottery studio. I think the financial hurdle for that small of a business is probably a, is probably hard, given the amount of money that's going to take to go into here. And in talking to the town attorney, I mean, I think you know that's one factor that's that's a big deal, right? Which is there's a downside if, if the financial backing is not there and the resources aren't there. We can set, send out any RFP, but it might just be pie in the sky because there might not actually be a structural financing model for that organization to actually take it over and do the work that's required. The worst thing that could happen, or one of the worst things, um, is that you award an RFP and a contract and then down the road it goes belly up and right. then we're back at square one. And so, um, you know, I think a financial uh, part of the RFP, uh, you know, the town attorney has told me that'll be a, a, a feature element. And it kind of separates the players from the non-players, I think, a little, because it's going to take some cash to, to rehabilitate this and repurpose it, no matter what the use is. Even if it's church, residential, or business, it's going to take seven digits. Uh, and so, um, you know, uh, volunteerism obviously is a factor. Um, uh, where maybe in-kind donations and things of that sort, but regardless of who the, uh, the individual or organization is, it's going to be a costly endeavor. And, and with the fact that there was no businesses that actually, even with no money, with, you know, no pie in the sky theory is, I think, a little bit of a, of a marker where that's, at a minimum, I don't think you're going to get a business. And I don't know if that's what the neighborhood wants. Uh, I don't, to your point, uh, I don't think people are going to want all these cars coming in for a larger business. Okay, maybe a studio, but that's a lot of money to yes. renovate. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Councilor Jones. Thank you, Bill. Um, again, kind of going back to reiterating the residential use of this property. Um, on top of the high traffic area, it, it is still an around. It, it's still, granted, it's a corner of a very uh, busy street, but it is still on the corner of a very nice neighborhood. Mm -hmm. and, and we really want to be respectful also of the neighbors if we consider of what that what the use of that property is. But it's also kind of a it's also kind of a nice opening to that neighborhood the way that building looks. You know, it's a very attractive makes it makes the corner relatively relatively attractive. Uh, the tree that is there, I would hate to see those trees taken down. Um, because it would totally take away from the heel of that corner. But again, ba based on my comment for residential use, it is a it is a viable use with the least amount of traffic and a pretty much an expected continuous use without having commercial entities that are coming and going and we're dealing with signage and we're dealing with you know with, 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 with changing commercial. Um, just kind of Thank you. Thank you. Jamie, could I, I get a clarification on something though? Mm -hmm. um, we talked about the CPA um, funding. I, I thought we there was some kind of like historical preservation um, section of that. Historical preservation? In the CPA? CPC? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. That's correct. Yep. Yeah. That's well, because you first you said Did that. Did I forget? Was, yeah. <laughs> okay. Might have been a long night. It was going pretty well all day, but maybe. Yeah. <laughs> You're starting to crash after the long night. What time to get home? Four o'clock. Uh, well, so I, I really, I love, I like the idea of a resident residential use to this. It doesn't necessarily have to be affordable housing. Mm -hmm. It could be. Um, market value I think but it would be nice to be able to have um, you know some more um, more affordability in the town because that's what we're that's what the community wants yep. and um, I do worry about that neighborhood about the traffic there I know people when we had an open house when the council went to see it 
uh, three years ago, two years ago, Jamie, yeah. people were parked down the street and all the neighbors came out to see what was going on because there were people parked on the street. And, um, and, and you know, I can imagine that happening if it was a big community center or something. And, um, and, but then that purpose, is, it's gonna cost too much money to make something like that there. First, Madam Chair, exceptional memory. You were right, we did go down there and visit it. Uh, was it before the pandemic? Yes. I think it was, right? And there was a large crowd, I remember that. There were, there were a lot of cars parked up and down the street, mm -hmm. which then brought out a lot of neighbors. Um, I also think on the community center front, a couple quick points. You know, there's really not a grassroots, uh, you know, constituency driving the idea that this could be a community center. I think I think if there was desire for that, you know, they should have probably pulled together and, and figured that out. Um, you also have coming to you in a in a few weeks uh, a large building in downtown that might uh, be a better you know uh, option for a community center. I think the location of this being so far out uh, on the edge of town is challenging as well. Where it's not really centrally located for. Uh, you know, any type of venue, um, you know, a really large community center like that as well. So, um, just a couple of extra thoughts. But you're right, the historic preservation uh, funding can be used as well. And I think it's great that no one had an issue with the easement of the pump. Yeah, I, I fully expect that. I do remember Jeff Nutting yeah. saying nobody's going to want it because of that pump easement. Yeah. So that's really good news. I didn't hear any critique of it at all, or anybody say, nah, we're not interested because of the pump station. I thought for sure somebody would say it too, but we actually had on one of the open houses, the DPW truck came in while everybody was there. <laughs> and nobody even batted, a, nobody even batted an eye at it. The employee put the truck, truck up, parked it, went in, did their uh, site visit, and left, and uh, nobody made a comment that the DPW truck showed up at all. Can anybody have any other further thoughts? Could we uh, hear the two people address So there are representatives right now. Uh, I believe Eric Moores uh, is on Zoom from the Providence Baptist Church. And I believe Sam Williams uh, is representing um, the, uh, I believe he's a volunteer for Habitat for Humanity. Um, there's no requirement. I mean, you can certainly give them the floor and if they have any quick thoughts, uh, do you want to hear from them? Yeah. 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 Okay. So should we go to Eric Moore's work first? Do you have anything you'd like to say? <laughs> you don't have to. Hello. This is Eric Moore's. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We can. Welcome. Thank you. Excellent. Uh, thank you for the opportunity to speak. We did go out for one of the uh, open houses, and it was excellent to see the church in person, uh, to see you know the area, and um, you know to see the history behind this church. And um, so, as a church, you know, we, we would want to keep it uh, in the in the way that it is. You know, color the outside, uh, the exterior facade. It needs a lot of work. Uh, from you know a lot of painting, um, a lot of you know, some repairs and, and different stuff like that, mm -hmm. and you know, we do have uh, a good opportunity to bring in some volunteer work and uh, make all the work that needs to happen really cost effective because we are a church and we do have that volunteer labor available. Uh, so. That's what we're looking to do, and uh, you know, we'll look forward to seeing the request for uh, proposal and, and go from there. Thank you, Eric. Does anyone have any questions for Eric? Councilor Frangillo? Yeah, is it okay if we ask you if you get some questions? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I just high level, you, you certainly don't. But uh, two, two questions that come to mind. One is, it's, it's my sense that uh, churches are um, s 
struggling in, in the area, and um, many are uh, giving up their uh, space. You know, I, I ask this only in the sense that, uh, as you said, we don't, you know, we don't want it to go to a place that just comes back to us in, in a few years. Um, I don't know if you're at all able to speak to, uh, you know, long-term viability of a, of churches of this, uh, you know, this era. I think you bring up a good point, and obviously it was um, turned over from a church to the town uh, several years ago. Um, that being said, you know, we have been renting uh, space for approximately 20 years now, um, and we are dedicated to, to being here. Um, you know, certainly, if there was you know, another church that was uh, giving up their building, and, um, interested in, in working together. If there was something that was known like that, we would be interested in any other space as well. But uh, to, to your point about the long-term viability of churches, you know, I, I think that's a, a, a great point to bring up. Um, and you know, we've been a church for for 20 years, and we plan on being a church for as long as possible. And you know, we have certainly young people there who I would say the average age of our church is thirty-ish. So uh, you have a fairly young crowd who would be looking to come in. That's awesome. Uh, I'm glad to hear. And then the other main question would just be, you know, as best as you can, um, uh, pitch me on, on on why there's enough parking there for her, for your needs in a way that won't end up just with a bunch of families, you know park their car on, on cold, um, you know, during peak hours. So the building and the lot is laid out very similar to the whole property that we're renting. Um, and essentially the way that they've used that property is by um, having parallel or angled parking around the lot. Uh, so there is space for angled parking on essentially the left side of the building as you're looking at it from the street, as well as you know, I think that you could utilize uh, a little bit of the space in the back. And you know, looking at it when we were there, I, I think there was somewhere in the range of, of 10 cars there, um, and it didn't feel crammed. Uh, so, and a church has the tremendous advantage too that, in a way, everybody comes and everybody goes at the same time. So, the parking is substantially different from a transient business where you have uh, cars coming and going all the time or all week long. Um, essentially, here you, you can shuffle everybody in and shuffle everybody out. So I, I do think that parking would be tight if you've got um, a lot of cars in there, uh, but I think that a lot more is possible than uh, what it looks like at first glance. Uh, how many spots do you currently take up uh, in, during regular church hours? About 20. Yeah. Cool, hey, I appreciate you coming and, and answering questions. That's great, thank you. Thank you, Councilor Fragello. Councilor Jones has some questions. Uh, just a quick question. What is the overall size of your congregation, roughly? It's roughly 60 people. 60. Um, that's it. Thank you. Uh, Councilor Sheridan, do you have any like, questions? How often do you think you'd use it? Are you use it Sunday, obviously, you would use it like a Wednesday thing, too? Or? Currently, we have a Sunday morning and a Sunday evening um, time of worship, and then we also have a Tuesday night study. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Boy Scouts, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, like keep it open for the community to use if they wanted to, like for the Boy Scouts or something, or. Sorry, I think I missed the question. No, so if, like, if another community group wanted to use it, could you let them use it? Maybe. 
discussion about that, but we certainly, certainly would be happy to discuss. I just, I don't, I don't know one way or another on that. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Councilor Sheridan. Um, I was just going to ask you the size of your congregation, and Councilor Jones already answered that, asked that question. So um, thank you, Eric, for being here tonight and um, showing interest in this beautiful building. I think we all can agree that it is special. Um, does anyone have any? Thank you. Does anyone have any questions for Sam? I think Sam is. Yep, Sam, Sam Williams uh, is part of the Habitat for Humanity group. Um, and I believe Sam actually uh, designed this rendering um, that was submitted uh, as part of the Habitat for Football. Sam? Design review commission? Yes. Yes. I believe, yeah. Sam, do you have anything you would like to um, add or talk about? Uh, sorry, I honestly, I just, uh, I stepped away for a minute to uh, to tend to children, so I sort of missed the last, like, 15 minutes. Say <laughs> <laughs> so we're at um, Q&A portion. So we're, we, yeah, Sam, we're just going to, we're, we're just asking people, like, um, the representatives, if they, if they have anything they want to add uh, to, just to talk a little bit about what you want to do and how much you love the building and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, yeah, I, I mean, for us, for Habitat, I think it's just, um, it's a great opportunity to, to, you know, to get a family an affordable place to live. Um, for us, we look at it as there's the benefit of being a building that exists to, to work on. Um, you know, it's a, a shell that we can we can work with um, and have to do mostly interior work. Um, obviously, the building needs a little bit of uh, a little bit of love in terms of painted windows and so forth. Um, but um, you know, there wouldn't be a lot of parking demand. Um, you know, it's, it would get the building back to tax rolls. I think there's a lot of benefit to it. So um, thank you, Sam. I just, I'm looking at the rendering, and I'm just like, so the loft area that is on the right side from the front. Correct. So okay. if okay. you were looking, so that's the side that is more shielded by trees and neighbors. So if we were going to do any modifications to windows, that would be the side to do it on to have the least impact on the aesthetics of the building. Oh, right. So the front is the same. Mm -hmm. yeah, so front, this, the left side that is on that corner, that is sort of the most side of the building, I think, would stay exactly the same in okay. theory. Councilor Frangelo, you have any questions? We kind of like took over. Sorry. No, that's that's good. I, did you look at the possibility of two families in there? Uh, uh, that would at all. Um, very very quickly. Um, with this proposal, we wouldn't have to um, do a lot of st structural modifications. Yeah. With the with with the two family, <coughs> eight gets to be you know, a little bit more, the ceiling height gets to be a little bit more of an issue, and then you, you're looking at probably modifying um, very old, um, like, roof truss structure that uh, would be tough. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Councilor Frangillo. Councilor Sheridan, do you have any questions? No, that sounds good. No, no, thank you. Okay. Councilor Jones? Yes, a couple of quick comments. Um, first off, there's this simplified um, floor plan is is, is is an excellent way of having I spend most of my days looking at floor plans and being an electrician and this is a, a really great simplified purpose for this location with a little little or no modification significant modification uh, to the existing building on top of the fact that you were if you were to garner this building for habitats for humanities on top of having to build up the inside according to your specs. There are uh, other structural issues that would need to be remedied, such as the floor uh, supports and um, other things on top of the paint that you mentioned and maintaining the aesthetics of the building, hopefully maintaining the property in such a way that the trees are maintained. Um, so I, 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 I like the layout. It's a nice and fine 
our format. I don't see, I don't, I don't even see how the two families would be logical for this type of footprint. Um, I just wanted to say I like the, I like the idea. I still don't really have too, too many questions considering it. Um, no, I like it. Great, he likes it. Hey, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Jeff? Uh, life cereal, I think, oh, something cereal. like that. Yeah. Life cereal. Yes. <laughs> Kobe's like, what? Sorry, it's from last night. It's still like, um, I'm still really tired. But, um, but this is really exciting. This is like really fun stuff. I love it. Um, is it possible to have an RFP that says primarily residential? Or should, do we need to? I would like to say help a, a uh, non-profit residential, no business. No commercial. No commercial. Yeah, yeah you, you just, just share your um, Through Madam Chair, I don't know the direct answer to that about primary, secondary. I'd have to check with our procurement team. My educated guest tells me that's not possible. It, okay. would, go, it would go more in an omnibus fashion right. that it would be these series of uses. Not commercial, you know, it would specify no commercial industrial, no business. Um, and again, I just want to go back to Councilor Sheridan's point earlier. Um, there's no obligation when an RFP goes out based on the proposal to go back that the town has to act, right? So, you know, you know, it's not like you're locked in that decision. If for some reason those uses came back and no one bid and it wasn't going to work or we weren't happy with the conditions, you could always go back. I was going to say, we could change it back, right? Change it back. And say, okay, let's try this use instead. Right. Okay. All right. Well, um, well, but if we say housing, and there is a viable house, that, you know, uh, I don't see us saying we actually didn't like housing. I don't know we see it. I would hope not. So, <laughs> I mean, I think beggars that, at some so that, point. That's just where choose. I'm like, we're about to. If we do say housing, then yeah. we're like locked into. You know, we're, we're locking ourselves out of. Something, you know, something else yeah. that we could potentially. Those are the, the those are the decisions that we have to make. I think, I think uh, <laughs> I think we can do. As long as no lockout of things that come. If you say housing, you know, you don't. Where you think you still, you think like you might want a business sometime then, a little business something. I, I I don't know. I mean, I get the. It seemed like we were trying to get to an RFP that was more specific than what we wanted in the sense that. You know, an RFB um, is there's a risk. You know, there's a cost in applying to an RFB, and if you have no clue where it's going, then the likelihood that you're gonna, you know, assume that risk of putting in all this effort, uh, and you know, it goes down. So that's why you want to be more specific in your RFB. Right? That's why we're uh, so. That seems like that's why we're now. I think that's true. I think if there was a formal proposal that came in from a business owner or prospective resident that had an idea or whatever, maybe the menu would be a little wider. But as I mentioned earlier, I did get we did get calls from um, a lot of builders. Um, I think they they did their mental math, and I think you know habitats. Uh, uh, to Council Charter's point, it's a nonprofit. Obviously, it's a completely fundamentally different. Um, housing endeavor, which I think overall, given our conversations in town and in the state about housing and, and affordable housing, you know, I, I, I guess even if there was a market rate developer, I, I'd be, I mean, I, I don't know why we, I don't think the market is showing that we need more high level market housing. I think we're struggling at all ends to even have any affordable units. Um, and um, if there was an interested business out there or a market rate developer who most have told me that the math would never work, I, I understand. A little disappointing, to be honest with you. Um, but, you know, obviously Habitat for Humanity is, you know, one of the most recognized uh, affordable housing institutions <laughs> in the country. Um, you know, uh, their organization is spread out throughout. It's not just Jimmy Carter. President Carter, uh, they've got uh, you know obviously an incredible profile and portfolio. So um, I think it, it shows that the affordable housing option is probably the housing option that would work, uh, especially based on the, uh, the uh, quality.
qualitative conversations I've had with a lot of other people who've inquired and said, you know, you can't sell that for market rate housing. Nobody can make any money. That was the comment I got over and over. Um, so the people who want to make a lot of money off this, obviously would and that's why they didn't bid. I think the business community would have stepped in. The other one thing I would mention is the zoning is not zoned commercial industrial. Mm -hmm. So as part of an RFP, you'd have to go through that process. I think the Council Hammond's memory earlier, that's where the Colt Road residents, I think, flooded the building three or four years ago, yeah. and, uh, and the neighbors What's uh, going on? were concerned about <laughs> that. So, um, and just one last comment, this is an RFP that full council has to put out at a public meeting, right. so if there's opposition to certain uses, you know, you certainly you're sure you're about it there. Thank you, Jamie. Um, one of the other things that I think we need to remember is that since we're all in the Franklin for All steering committee as well, that we're trying to build, we're trying to like have a little more housing with no added infrastructure. And so that this is a, this will, this is actually one of those places that doesn't, we don't have to build a subdivision to have another house here. And so um, to me, it, ticks off a lot of the things that we've been looking for as as a, a group. But Councilor Jones has a has a question. No, actually I have a motion. A motion? <clears throat> yes, I'd like to make a motion to move uh, a proposal of residential use um, for for the purposes of affordable affordable housing for the um, old South Church uh, location at the corner of Washington Street. Uh, to full council for further discussion. All right, I have a motion. Do I have a second? I have a, I have a question. I'm to discussion. Second. Okay. Sure. Okay. Sorry, second discussion. Second. How? How is? How weird is it to say, like, residential? Uh, we'd also be open to uh, uh, alternative uses. There is a uh, substantial um, separate parking included. You know, like how how much does that mess things up? You know, say like it's only residential unless you can go out and prove that you have a separate parking. Through Madam Chair, it, it you would find that out through the you would you wouldn't specify that. I think in the RFP, if you were to go a commercial industrial route, for example, or even, even any congregation, yeah. you'd say you're required to have a parking plan, you know, the typical stuff that would normally be part of a permitting process. Um, don't forget, a commercial industrial has to, you'd have, we'd have to approve the zoning change, and then that triggers in whatever those requirements are. Um, and so as part of the RFP, I, I don't know if it screws it up. I think that was the, a lot. I, I just think it, it makes it, it just makes it much more complicated. I, I can tell you just from my experience on this type of topic, you know, it's just without parking on site, to the magnitude I think you're, you're asking Council for Joe, it's just, it, it, it would be tough. And I, I, you know, I'd have to really dig at the map to look at adjacent parcels. One other thing I would mention is right up the street, is uh, a brand new intersection being done with a bike lane um, up Grove and trying to build that recreational corridor up spring. I was just up there the other day. They built a parking lot, by the way, yeah. up near the solar farm, which is awesome news. So hope at some point soon, that'll be a parking lot to hit the SNET and the State Forest. Um, those aren't really good options. They won't provide parking, but um, you know, you'd put in the RFP, Part of that proposal, you'd have to have a parking plan um, and a, an architectural design like the one uh, the Habitat had, but through these higher parcels of where the parking would be, um, at least, especially if it's not residential. Thank you. 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 Oh, yeah, sorry. Well, I don't, I'm against this proposal because it shuts out the church. Put a thing out there. We didn't get any businesses. We didn't get any non-profits, but we got a church and a housing, home housing option. So I'm going to push both on the next council. Because I think what we're looking to do is 
Yeah, so what, what our job here is tonight is to decide. Decide what we want to recommend. Yeah, I'd recommend the two options that the two people who uh, made a real option. A lot of people called, a lot of people looked, but two, two groups put in a real option. There's two different usage, Patrick. That's the problem. That's we're looking to recommend a specific usage. There are, two, there are two different usages. One is for residential purposes, the other is for congregational purposes and for uh, civic purposes that yeah. would require different parking regulations, a different set of rules around uh, use of the building, whereas the residential property would be able to solidify uh, longevity of the use of the property because it's likely going to stay dwelling for many, many years. Uh, to uh, Council Frangillo's point, uh, if it is a church, the viability of the longevity of the church, um, and then having the building come back to us again like it had before when it was a church, um, and the, the, the amount of low impact that a residential piece of property would have on that piece of property as well as the neighborhood, as well as the busy street. Uh, it really boils down to easiest use, lowest impact, and um, most viable use for that building with little or no impact, or I shouldn't say little, no, but it's, it's minimal amount of impact to the building in order to try to maintain the building for hopefully another 50 to 200 years. But those are my thoughts. It's, I think there's another aspect to it, and it actually, um, if it's residential, it adds revenue to the town. So there's, as an economic development um, committee, we, those are the those are the things that we have to think about. <laughs> you, you have your hand, Rudy, figure Madam out. Chair, it's just yeah. great. You want to jump again? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I think, uh, Councilor Sheridan, if you wanted to add that to the RFP, uh, I think you'd have to make an amendment to the motion to right. include that, and then the group would have to decide. You know, that would you know they you guys could vote on. You know, Council Sheridan's amendment to the motion, um, getting into Robert Rules of Orders. It's just the way it is. I know. You know I know. Unless, it's going to get really confusing. Ultimately, yeah. unless he, unless he, you know, as Council Sheridan concedes the church use, or others decide to just add the church use somewhere, you got to kind of referee. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the motion, they keep the church use as an option. That's, a, you, that's an amendment. You would to the like motion. to amend? Yeah. Amendment, yeah. You would like to make an amendment to to the motion to add um, congregation house of worship yes. yeah. possibility yeah. to the RFP? Yeah. Okay. So, but we need a second, right? Yep. <laughs> sure. No, you're right. Right. And so, you're writing it down. Okay, good. I was writing it down, but I was like having a time to do it. And Steve's recording it, so he'll, he'll like let us. It's know. all recorded. He's already okay. tweeting it out. Okay. All right. So, um, so there's a, a motion for to amend. To amend. To amend. So there's a motion to amend the motion. Is there a second? I would say there is not a second. There's not a second. No. There's not a second. To the amendment. Yeah. To the amendment. Yeah. Okay. Put the record there. Right? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Um, so, let us um, vote on. Is there any more discussion on the motion in front of us? I would say if you uh, have a radical use, if you're out there, you're and make your case at the council. I want to hear from you, um, but I, I haven't been close. Just really quickly, the council confirms point. It is an excellent point. Right. This is step one. Yeah. You know, the council can still do based on nine members and others. It's a good point. I'm just right. that out. And yeah. it doesn't still re re reject the idea that there is another use out there that could That we haven't figured out, we haven't even thought of yet. Or right. that person hasn't connected to the this building yet, right? Okay. All right. So let let us vote on a motion. <laughs> council Joe's motion of um, RFP for affordable residential use for the old self feeding house. Is that correct? Okay. <laughs> Councilor Jones? Yes. Uh, Councilor Frangillo? Yes. Councilor Sheridan? No. Uh, Chair, Councilor Hamlin, I say yes. 
Three to one. Okay. Um, thank you all. Thank you um, to Eric and Sam and everyone who's watching. Thank you, Jamie. And um, have a good night, everyone. So, motion to adjourn. Second. <laughs> all in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 <laughs> We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tintype Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. By the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.